Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show. This week we are looking at the idea of introducing calendars and seasonals to your trading. Successful trading decisions are made up by lots and lots of layers of different types of analysis, whether it be charts, fundamentals, seasonals will also add great value. There's plenty to take out of this show, so make sure you take plenty of notes and as always, take plenty of action. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Laurential. Thanks for having me on the show, Mr. Baxter. Well-dressed today, I don't mind the blue jacket. Likewise, mirror image, very impressive. Must oh. have got the memo. Indeed we did. Speaking of memos, let's talk about one in the trading sense, because today we're going to be talking about the importance and how to develop a trading calendar. Oh, what a great tool for people to use. So having a trading calendar, the interesting thing with coaching and mentoring people in the trading space is there's no one thing that delivers the results. It's layers upon layers of different things that bring yeah, an added value, if you will. And one of the most overlooked uh, by many traders is, of course, the importance of having a trading calendar. Um, what is a trading calendar? Very obvious question, I suppose. Is a, is a layout of the month or quarter ahead of the important factors that are going to impact on the particular instrument or strategy that you're running? We're talking key dates here. So ultimately, yep. the, the objective, correct me if I'm wrong, AB, is to create a level of certainty in what is an uncertain environment. That's right. I mean, you know, the markets are inherently uncertain. And so anything that you can do to uh, remove, I guess, the bite on the bottom, if you put it that way, of getting caught out by something that you didn't realize. You know, the biggest risk of all in markets is the one you don't realize. So the more you can think out, plan out and strategize to ensure that the, the variables, the things you're unaware of, become increasingly limited, the more confidence and certainty you can have in the trading plan. Uh, it's a huge breakthrough. Uh, and I guess we'll go into some of the different things that affect that. Absolutely. Let's dive into that because we know this is a little bit of a tedious process to make these trading calendars, although once they're done, they're absolute gold. So maybe we break this up into, into three categories. We've got broad market, company specific, and then maybe seasonals. Okay. So we start broad market, what would you say? Okay. So broad market will be things that are economic data points and, 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 and the big ones at the moment will be CPI, you know, consumer price index, inflation, PPI, which is producer prices, manufacturing prices, interest rate announcements, uh, unemployment figures, jobless claims, housing starts. Uh, and they're the really big, I, I guess they're macroeconomic signposts. Why are they important? Well, you know, if you look at housing starts as an example, and maybe you're trading stocks in that space, whether it's say for the US market, we could be looking at, you know, DR Horden, code for DHI, um, or Lenar, L-E-N being the code, um, you know, monitoring what's going on with housing starts is a very, very important statistic, because if less houses are being started or, or in the pipeline to be built, that's going to have a longer term negative impact on the performance of those shares. So there's a really close causality between you know, housing starts, for example. Um, you know, interest rates are a massive one because obviously they affect the broader economy. Um, you know, we're seeing currently certainly high levels of inflation. So you know, there's concern that interest rates are going to continue to rise, which in turn will slow the economy and reduce um, the performance, if you will, of stocks in the retail sector, for example, because household budgets are stretched. So those signposts are very, very important. They can also cause you know, some really significant short-term volatility in markets. And, you know, you can turn on your trading screen and all of a sudden, you know, it's a sea of red and market's down three or 4%. And oh, how come that happened? And it happened to be because there was an economic data point that came out that was, you know, quite 
quite aggressive in a particular direction that caused that. And and so by preempting when that announcement is, and they are published in advance, so you can put it into your calendar and know that, okay, Tuesday night's probably going to be a bit of a choppy night in the market because this data is due to be published. You don't get that horrific experience. The brown trousers moment, I think we call it when you turn on your trading Something screen like and it's, yep. it's not what you expect. Okay, so AB, big question here, positioning yourself mm. before these events occur. Yep. What kind of strategies or instruments would you recommend playing within the lead up to these events? Look, it, it, again, it depends on the kind of investor and trader you want to be. If you're involved with stocks, and we'll talk about some stock specific, uh, we've already, I guess, talked about the housing sector to an extent. But um, yeah, if, if, you, if you're someone that's in stocks particularly, you're going to have to look at slightly different signposts. But things like interest rate announcements and, and CPI uh, and the area that I like to plan with those are in the order of things like TBT, which is an exchange traded fund, which is in the bond market in the US. Uh, if you have interest rate pressures, uh, interest rates moving higher, bond yields move higher, bond prices move down. Uh, and, and TBT very specifically is an ultra short on bond prices. So when buy, bond prices fall, there's a lot going on with this. There is. Um, TBT rises in value. So if interest rates are moving up, make it really simple, if interest rates are moving up, then TBT goes up. So if your view is that inflation is getting more and more momentum and interest rates are going to continue to move up, investing in an exchange traded fund like TBT makes an awful lot of sense. Indeed it does. And what about the volatility play? Yeah. So how, how, how you choose to play volatility will come down to your risk appetite, I suppose. So again, if you've got big economic data that's likely to jar the market in a particular way, either up or down, um, creating volatility. Uh, there are a number of different places to go. Um, VIXI is an exchange traded fund in, in, the, in the volatility space. Uh, UVXY is a leveraged um, ETF that's trading volatility. So if VIXI doesn't provide you with enough uh, excitement, uh, then UVXY almost certainly will. You've had a pretty good year trading that, if I'm, mm, if I'm it, correct. It, it, it's had its moments. It's, uh, it's priming ready for another run, I hope, which will take me into Christmas and hopefully cover cover the uh, Christmas shopping with five kids. It's expensive yeah, being sure Sandra in my house, I can yeah, assure you. Definitely not. Um, and then, you know, if you look out, outside of that, if you're someone that likes to play in the options market, well, when there are times of higher volatility, typically it's better time to be selling options and buying them so you can construct your strategies, whether it's a spread or, or or something else in that space. But at least you're aware of when those data points are there and what the impact of them is likely to be on markets. I guess that, that raises a bigger question in terms of hedging in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. If you know there's a, a slew of events coming up in the market, having even partial hedges in your portfolio, even if they don't come off, can mm. add that sort of downside protection that you might need. Well, that's right. I mean, if, you, if you've if you got a, a, a typical investor portfolio, which has got a, a long bias, you're expecting markets to move up, which is, you know, let's face it, that's probably 95% of investors play markets. Um, when there is some big economic data that does create a level of uncertainty, putting on a hedge uh, to, to protect yourself from some of that downside can work. Uh, and that might be yeah, there are ways you can do that using options. Again, probably the easiest meat and potatoes way of doing it is just to buy a short ETF. So SH is on the S&P 500, PSQ on the NASDAQ are two ways. You can gear those up if you want to, but as sure. a starting point, that's probably not a bad uh, little bit of exposure. And if your view is wrong and the market moves up, well, what you lose on your hedge, you gain on the, on, on the position, but you've got that certainty of knowing you're protected at least to some extent to the downside. All in all, it's about being prepared, and that's why having that calendar is pivotal. So yeah. what about stock-specific AB? announcements, dividends, mm. special corporate actions, those kinds of things. Yeah, like earnings will be the big one. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, I remember my days, you know, as, when I was on the phones as a broker, you get a call from a client, oh my God, you know, stocks just dropped 7%. Why is that? It's just gone ex-dividend. All mm. oh, right, okay. And, and if you're invested in a stock, 
you probably should know those things, not just what an ex-dividend is, but when it's happening. So again, there's a level of preparedness for you. Uh, and, and this is a huge factor for people that are involved with strategies like covered calls. You know, if you're selling options over a stock, uh, you run the risk of getting exercised early, for example, or, or around result. a dividend period, which is a maximum profit, but you're not going to receive the dividend. And you, you know, uh, and the story goes on. So you should know when those dates are. They are scheduled in advance. Sometimes those dates, as we know from experience, can change at the last minute. Um, so you know, verify that information from a few different sources and keep it on it. But normally within a day or two, that that, that information published either with the ASX or on the Nasdaq website is pretty accurate. Most trading platforms carry ex dividend dates as well. So yeah, those sorts of things are, are, are pretty important. Earnings is a massive one because that's obviously going to have a, a direct marked and immediate impact on a share price. So, you know, if you've got a company in its earnings date, when the CEO uh, comes to the confession booth and talks to the shareholders and, and they say, all right, this is how the, the quarter or in the case of Australia, the last six months has been. Um, this is where we see our outlook. Um, that can have, you know, a massive, massive, massive impact on markets. And I think, you know, if you took it take a stock like Netflix over the last 12 months, those earnings calls each quarter uh, where the CEOs had to come out and talk about, for example, the subscriber numbers, which is a massive metric for, for a subscription business like Netflix. Uh, yeah, we lost a million or two million or three million subscribers and you see the share price drop on that news accordingly. It shouldn't surprise you um, because you should be aware that that's when the company are making its that's when it's making its announcement. So, you know, if you're a direct investor in shares, it's not necessarily that passive. You need to keep an eye on this. But it's you know, it's once a quarter in the US and every six months in Australia. So it's not it's not a huge job, but it's an important one because it can determine how you choose to to, to play your, your 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 portfolio. And it might be you know, if a stock's had a really good run up ahead of its dividend, um, you know, sell out, take your profit. You miss the dividend, but you're locking in really solid gains. And let's face it, when it pays its dividend, you've got that money in your pocket, but the actual capital value of the shares usually drop anyway. So net net, you're no better off. So you're almost better you know, taking that profit off the table beforehand. Uh, you know, and some time ago, I used to run a strategy. Um, there's a, there was a movie, a surf movie, you may have seen it. It's called Endless Summer. Of course. Um, iconic 1960s movie, before my time, before you get too smart there. Um, and there's about a couple of guys that literally traveled around the world following, following the summer in order to surf. And that Endless Summer strategy with stocks was where you simply rotate your money through the market buying into stocks ahead of their dividend where they typically have that quite nice ramp up and selling them you know not the day before but you know a period of time prior to that dividend and you, you get the benefit of the ramp up and you just keep moving your money around the market doing that endless summer is a lovely strategy very effective strategy is a bit time consuming not for everybody but uh, got some great results with that so knowing where your earnings are is, is is something that's really important then on the other side of the coin unfortunately there's the unexpected announcement they're the ones they you hurt. don't want they do hurt mm. and 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 typically markets, investors, stocks don't like uncertainty. So predictable earnings, dividends, that sort of stuff is okay. But when a company comes out and it's it, it's um, been, you know, either it needs to uh, make an announcement to the market about an acquisition or a disposal or, or there's been a setback in the business or whatever it may be, they can create levels of volatility. But unfortunately, they're very, very hard to prepare for because you can't schedule them in the calendar. They're, they're determined by events. So, um, you know, an example of it might be where there's industrial action uh, on a particular company. It's an unexpected announcement. The factory is shut for the next week. The mine is closed down due to a, uh, an industrial accident where somebody got hurt. Um, you know, there's an industrial in, um, industrial action in the uh, in the 
yeah, airline industry, for example. So flights have been cut in half or yeah, all those things. They're unexpected. You can't plan for those. But most of what we've talked about are things that can be very structured and very easily put into a trading calendar. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And mm. I think when you factor in seasonals as well on top of mm. all of this, AB, that's when you can really start to form, formulate a plan and a trading plan. Mm. How would you into sort of in, into interweave seasonals into all of this? Look, seasonals. Are, there's some terrific. Well, I mean, we use some of the software here uh, to to help um, you know guide the guide the ship, so to speak. And seasonals can work in a number of ways. Let's let's give you a really basic one. Like if you look at the month of September, statistically, uh, it's the weakest month for markets on the whole. You know, selling may go away, may come back in October. That's you know the typical approach. If you look at at one very basic level of seasonals, but you know statistically, September is a weak month. Other ways that you can overlay seasonals, perhaps in a little bit more of a sophisticated fashion uh, beyond what we do um, you know looking at the stronger periods and weaker periods for individual stocks using using the the technology we've developed is let's take the grains as an example I used to do a lot of work in the futures markets and um, if you look at the plant harvest cycle so it's the time of year that the grain for example if we're talking about corn is planted which is arguably the most risky time because you you may not get any rain you may get too much rain you might get a frost you might get a plague of birds that eat all the seeds or whatever may happen to disrupt the um, the growing cycle. So the biggest risk is at that plant time. And typically when you look at commodities trading and grains in particular, that's where the price is at its highest because that's where the most risk is factored in. Then you start to see, oh, we're having a great crop. Everything's sprouted perfectly and it's going through and, and, and it's going into uh, flour and, and, and the grains are starting to grow. Um, you start to see the price drop away. Uh, and then you get that period of flat line and then the risk is on again around the harvest time to take it from being in the field to actually being uh, you know, in the silos and, and taken out of the ground. So at those two points in time where there's the most risk on at the plant and the harvest time, that's the peak time typically for prices of grain. And then through the growth cycle, it tends to drop away. So I, I use data on that when I was trading heavily in futures and I'd take you know, 10, 20 years worth of statistical data to, to help with the timing of those trades to make sure that you've got that tailwind, if you will, of seasonality. You know, another good example of that we're, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're just drifting in. You know, I've just got back from Italy, so you know that was nice and hot, it's 40 degrees, but it is moving into winter. You are looking a little um, tanned. Yeah, it's sun-kissed, as I keep saying to everybody, I think that endless is- Endless summer. Uh, mm, endless summer, I'd like to be following that around this year. Um, yeah, the Northern Hemisphere is just about to start sliding into winter. Uh, and so the demand for things like heating oil, and natural gas statistically are gonna be much stronger through those months because that's when people need to heat their homes uh, to avoid freezing to death and so on. And you know, add to the, the current situation where you've got sanctions and you know, war in Ukraine, all those different things that are, that, are, that are there in the background has to some extent disrupted the energy uh, seasonal map but you will see most likely those prices move up uh, you know, through the winter months, just in the same way that you see gasoline prices in the US during what's called the summer drive time uh, season, where people you know, from Labor Day right the way through, or up to Labor Day, sorry, um, from um, you know, 4th of July, um, you typically see higher gasoline prices because people are driving around traveling. So these are all factors uh, that, can, that can add value. But I guess, Mitch, the key thing here is that they're designed to add value. That is not your trading strategy in its own right, just using seasonals or just using announcement calendars. It's just another layer in the analysis process. You have to still look at price action. That's the most important thing. You still have to look at fundamentals. It's still a very, very important thing. But by layering these types of analysis up, technicals, fundamentals, quants, and then putting seasonals over the top of it, you're starting to 
um, build a really robust platform on which you can make comfortable and confident decisions. And that's what we all want when we're investing. The challenge is, AB, is that you think about how many people are actually doing this properly mm. all of the time, every time they invest, probably not many. It's, it, it, it sounds great and you think that's a really good tool and I hope that's that's how you're feeling about the, the words, the pearls of wisdom, I guess, that we've shared today. Um, and you might go off and do it for a little while and then you stop because you fall out of the habit of it or maybe it didn't work perfectly for you that first time to go, it's a lot of rubbish, don't need to do that. It's one of those things you just got to be very consistent with what you do. And if you approach your trading and investing with that level of consistency in your discipline, your job as a trader is actually very easy. It's just to execute a trading plan. The work is maintaining and building that trading plan. Um, so, you know, you think about 50, 60% of the work is doing the, the analysis and deciding on the trade. Five, 10% of the work is actually the trade itself. And, you know, 30, 40% is on the back end doing postmortems and working out what could you do better, what could you have avoided, et cetera, et cetera. So in, in, in that instance, you know, you, you can sort of get too busy and go, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the seasonals, I'll get back to that. Once you start this, just keep that habit each month of going through and, um, and you know, we, we, we've got them in the office, those destinies. Everywhere. You know, where, where, you know, it's it's in there and you can just update that information to keep yourself on point and again you know the whole purpose for 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 using those seasonal calendars is just to help avoid um a known event surprising you because it was a known event but it wasn't known by you and if that's the case shame on you Absolutely. You know, if you're trading a market, trading a stock, trading a particular financial instrument you should understand the things that affect that and if they're structured things like dividends, company earnings, or, or seasonals in particular that can come out, or in the case of, uh, if, you're, if you're looking at a building company, housing starts, they are very, very important factors to layer into your plan. So make sure you take the time to do that. It's going to remove surprises. It's definitely going to help you with the timing of your trade. It's certainly going to help you manage your positions more effectively and ultimately get all that stuff right. You're going to make a ton of money. But they're all basics, but they're world-class. World-class basics. Now, maybe a lot of our existing members already have this under wraps, mm. but for anyone who out there who's an active trader or investor, mm. what's your blueprint, excuse me, action step for those? Where do you get started to get this information? Yeah. How do you build it? Right, like basic, basic how to do this, simple steps. Uh, print off a blank calendar in Outlook or better yet, go to you know, Officeworks or Kinko's or wherever it might be, Staples, get your, get your calendar, lay it out, get your pen and write it on there. You can go on and Dr. Google and say, okay, when does the FOMC report on US interest rates? Okay, it's on Thursday, that's the date, let's put it in there. When does the Reserve Bank report interest rates? Okay, it's the second Tuesday, so let's write that on the calendar. What time? Oh, it's 2.30 in the case of Australia. It's actually rough, funny enough, it's actually roughly the same time in the US as well. Um, so you can put that level of precision into it. When does BHP report its earnings? When does it go ex-dividend? What are those dates? Write them on that calendar. If you trade BHP, it's really, really relevant to you. Um, there, there's some really super basic places to start. Um, when you start to move into seasonals, that, that can be a little bit more challenging. Um, the data I used to subscribe to, for example, for my my, my my seasonal stuff in the commodities market was incredibly expensive, but you know, it pays for itself in half a trade. So totally. it's not it's not it's it's the great return on on, on the outlay. Uh, but these days, there's software like Seasonex, for example. Great which, How much how much is that? Just oh, it's not much. No. I know we've got a pretty good deal with Seasonex, but yeah. I couldn't quote you. So, so so there's an example of something that's more of a premium thing to subscribe to. But get the basics down first of all. It's all freely available. Google it. Find out when these dates are. Add it to your calendar. Trading um, economics is a trading site out there too for any of our listeners. It's absolute gold. It all yeah. the time. There you go. So you've got it from the horse's mouth. It's freely available information that's going to help you make better quality decisions on that basis. Why wouldn't you 
by default put it into your trading plan yet yeah, there'll be people listening to this going, oh that's okay i might do that don't might just do it because it works absolutely just do it couldn't have said it any better myself ab great advice today thank you very much my pleasure mitch anytime there you have it guys make sure you give us a review and a rating and we'll look forward to hosting you next week